at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 107 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, longest running anthem podcast on the internet. Only running Anthem podcast on the internet, I believe, from my searches. I don't know. I could have blocked a bunch of people that are making their own podcast. I'm not sure. <laughs> I am your host, Steve. I am here with co-host Michael, co-host Devin, and co-host JD. For everyone on the video, I did that backwards. But we are here for the 107th time bringing you new updates that we have been given by Bioware. So that's cool. First of all, the game has been out for 251 days. That is a lot of days. We should have celebrated 250 because for some reasons you celebrate on the zeros and you celebrate on the 50s um, because that's fun to do. I don't know. So here's what we got going. First of all, thank you for being here, people in chat, people listening to in on the podcast. Now that we've gone to every two weeks, I think this gives us a little bit more time to breathe when content drops and to kind of assess without having knee-jerk reactions okay so we're going to talk about season of the skulls season of the i don't even know what it's called season of the skulls we're going to talk about that and first of all we want to say um go check out our new website we have started the shut up and respawn network you can check that up check that out at shutupandrespawn.com where we have links to this show, we have links to the Shut Up and Respawn podcast, where we talk about anything that we want to, which is kind of nice. And then we have a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that we are running, that we are having a lot of fun in. Devin does weird voices, go check that out, it's a lot of fun. We are also doing a giveaway over there on our Shut Up and Roll for Initiative Twitter account, so go check that out. All the links are on those web pages. Um, thank you to all the patrons. That have stuck with us during our change from weekly to bi-weekly. Cannot thank you enough, um, but we will continue to thank you, even though it'll never be enough. Thank you for doing what you do to support this show. It means a ton to us. If you want to join those bosses, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. We encourage you to do it. Well, I mean, if it if it's going to cause you financial instability, don't do that. This show will always be free, and we'll always bring it to you. We are currently changing podcast um, providers, so if there is a hiccup in you getting this show, please re-download the show. Go and search it again in your podcast catcher so that you get the updated RSS feed. You shouldn't have to do anything, but if you do... Um, just go resubscribe, um, go give us a review, say good things about the show, or say bad things about the show, whatever, I don't care. Do what you want, I'll never tell you how to feel or what to do. Oh, you know who you care, but... I do care. I love all of our listeners. Um, you can call us and leave a voice message at 505-386-7917. That'll be a lot of fun, we'll play it on the show, or you can email us at freelancercodex at gmail.com. We got an email from a listener that we are going to read and dive into, because it had pertains directly to the season of the skulls am i saying that right is it called season of the skulls i just season of the skulls okay i just keep thinking of halloween cataclysm but anyway so we'll talk about that i just talked a lot how are you guys doing today talk so much i'm doing good i have a cold but uh well get over it cold is no good get Get over over it 
All right. Over. Okay. So let's dive in here. Guys, 1.5.0 dropped, and that dropped two weeks ago. Um, of course, it dropped on the week that we were taken off, but you know what? Sometimes that's how <laughs> things go. But it's given us time to dive in and see what changes have been brought to us. Mike, will you kind of go over the six or the six changes that, you know, there's a lot of changes, but these were the six big ones that we pulled out that we wanted to talk to, wanted to talk about. So, Mike, if you want to read through them, we can stop and chat about them as you read them, or we can just go through all six. Word. So, mass salvage is now available on all inventory management screens. So, this is pretty big. Devin, um, your reactions to mass salvage? Well, that works great. I also found out, so before I was selecting all the items to do the salvage, but I just clicked the, uh, I believe it's a right thumbstick, and it selects everything on your screen, like at least on the end screen, to do a mass salvage. And so then I just went through and deselected the one that I wanted to keep, and I could salvage it all. It was super fast, super easy. So So, it's a great feature. People have been asking for it for a long time, and uh, I really appreciate it. It works great. I would say this is probably the biggest quality of life change that we have received in the 251 days um, of Anthem being live. Um, correct statement? Any arguments there? I don't. I don't know if it's the biggest. I mean, if it's your preference, if it's your preference, then yeah, you're going to say that it was the best one that you've had. But I never had too many problems with mess. I never had any problems with salvaging. I. Uh, it didn't seem for me to take very long. Maybe that's because I didn't ever get. A whole bunch of stuff, or, well, you, or maybe you guys, my, you guys stopped picking up purples altogether, though. <laughs> um, I did. I, I, I tried to anyway. I tried to stop picking up purples and below. Um, but I think, but I think perfect. for me, my sessions were short enough uh, to where I didn't have a whole lot of stuff to salvage. It didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was there pushing the free button. play. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I ever filled a backpack. I don't think I ever got an error saying I needed more space. I, um, so yeah, so it wasn't, it was never an issue for me. Oh, I always had like a whole screen of stuff that I had to salvage just because I picked everything up in anticipation that one day we were going to get a um, crafting system that made us use all of those, all of those materials. So I was always See, picking them up. What's going to happen? A, Is they're going to be like, um, you know, you need to use all these crafting materials. And tomorrow we're going to introduce a crafting system where you need to collect new materials. Yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. It'll be weird. I mean, <laughs> you see what it is. I never needed Oof. it. I never needed it. So for me, it's just a, a nice addition. I don't. I don't think I've actually ever even been to the vault. Where what? you've never <clears throat> been? I guess. Let's see. What What do you actually need to do with the vault besides? Because you can delete set everything from the end screen. So being mm-hmm. in the vault, what could you do in the vault? I, I mean, when your kids play, they're probably not deleting stuff, so you have to go to the vault to delete all that. So that's probably one of the only reasons you, Mike, would be going to the vault. Yeah, I don't. You play remember. as other javelins, though. Or are you just playing ranger? You playing with other javelins? I, I play occasionally as other javelins, but everything, but everything I have on them is housed on my character. So yeah, like, that was the only way I could no delete the other stuff when they were taking up useless space. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I same same thing with me, Mike. I I think I was only in the vault like twice in the entire time the game has been out, and it was just because like you could just access everything from the forge. Um, so like while you were in the forge customizing and like looking at like your various weapons and stuff, you just pop in there real quick, look at the stuff you don't want for that particular javelin, and then just get it out. Like 
I think the only reason why uh, I even looked at the vault the first time was I was trying to see if there's a way to uh, take, well, to scrap uh, weapons or components or whichever for, uh, that were equipped on another javelin or on a different loadout, if there's an easier way to do that in the vault, but there isn't. Um, I would like if if they're looking for suggestions for new quality of life changes. I'm that is one I might suggest. Like maybe have a prompt come up to say like, would you like to equip what you currently have equipped on the other loadout with this equipped? You know, probably word it they, differently. Than they I do just, have that. Do they? Yeah, you can just clone your. If you make a new loadout, you just clone oh. it. Yeah, but if you already have like you know five well five loadouts for your Colossus, like I do, like it's like. You can't just like I have to individually go to each one, and then like if I were to like the, like basically if I want to preserve like the different cosmetics and looks for each of my loadouts and update, I have to go one by one by one by one as opposed to just apply current gear loadout to all loadouts or something like that. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right, Mike. What is the next uh, update that we got with 1.5.0? The chance to obtain a legendary item from a war chest, war chest, has increased by two hundred fifty percent. Oh, that sounds like a now, lot. No, is that accurate? Or didn't he? Wasn't that um, augmented with a follow-up tweet? So, so the first no, time, the first time that they posted this, it said that legendary drops and and legendaries from chests were increased by two hundred fifty percent. So it made it sound like. Um, legendary drop rate had increased across the board in the game, but that's oh, not gotcha. true. So it's just okay. in the seasonal store where that has increased, and it's increased by two hundred and fifty percent, which also increased the mm-hmm. amount that it caught amount of shards it takes to actually buy one of these things. So that's yeah. increased. I guess that's cool. That's a lot of fun. Um, I've not actually I've not spent a single shard this um, go around, so I don't. I have no reference to say if this is working or whatever. Um, Just because all the gear that we got, um, there's no new gear to get in this version of the Cataclysm for the Halloween. So I haven't gone in there. I have no, I got everything that I wanted, whether they're good rolls or not. I mean, I didn't even get everything that I wanted, but the crystal grind kind of like hit a wall for me and I'm not interested in going back there. So I haven't done it yet. Um, I don't know if you guys have dived in to do this, but I have not. Uh, So I haven't purchased regular war chests because. Um, the odds were just too low and, and there's too much crap that I didn't need in there. So I have purchased the legendary, the next item that we're going to talk about, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really like my experience last time. So even though they increased the odds, uh, it just didn't seem worth the chance to me. It seemed like a waste still, especially when they have the next item up on our list. Not, uh, not to mention, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I haven't jumped in to do the Cataclysm for the season of Skulls yet. But um, is it like because they don't have all the arenas open? Is the current draw like kind of like uh, I guess the amount of seasonal currency you get kind of low, like it was the first week of the Cataclysm? No, I mean like, you can you can get like six thousand like, runs. I mean it's it's pretty easy to yeah. get a six million run in the Cataclysm right now. So like. I don't think it was ever hard to earn crystals in the Cataclysm. You can still do that, and it's still easy to do if you want to jump in there. It's just, you know, do you want to keep grinding for those same pieces that we had last time? So, I mean, it, it's it's super easy to gain crystal, crystals in the Cataclysm. 
I mean, they, they do have those uh, those challenges that are attached for like, what is it like to score like 100,000 or yep. or 5 million in a single run. And then of course, like the challenges that have, um, have there been pictures of what those, of what that armor set looks like for doing all the challenges? Yeah. And you can see it. it's right behind the seasonal store. It's yeah. Right there. And, we'll, and we'll talk about those also. We'll get through these and then we'll talk about those challenges. We'll talk about the cataclysm and the season of the skulls after this, this update. So don't go ahead, Don't get ahead of us, JD. Mike, continue on. <laughs> A legendary war chest only has been added to the seasonal store. Oh, that's what legendary we were... only war chest. And legendary is, only. And this is that something kind of... that people were talking about and they were asking for from the last cataclysm. So I mean Bioware's listening, they added it. Um it's a lot more expensive, but I mean it's a guaranteed legendary. The only thing is it's every legendary. So your chance of getting the exact item that you want is not great. Oh, yeah. um, I think for me, uh so I've purchased two legendaries from it. And both of them have been useful for me because I didn't really get any useful gear um, in the last Cataclysm. I, I got nothing that I could use. Uh, granted, I did stop playing like three we- when we had three weeks left with Cataclysm. I was just like, I just need a break. And mm-hmm. uh, but before that, I I didn't get any useful loot that I could use the entire time once it went in the live game. Um, so when I purchased the legendary only ones, it was good. They were both, you know, obviously level eighty gear pieces um that i needed so they were better than what i had and it worked great cool mike next thing next up new season of skulls free play events successfully finished three of these events in one free play session to spawn a boss encounter all right we'll talk about that later and we'll finish this last one and then we'll jump into the season of skulls the Cataclysm is back with with updates for Season of the Skulls. The higher you score, the more skulls we send to your apartment. I'm sorry. Wait, what? The more the higher you the higher your score, the more seasonal currency you'll be awarded to spend at the seasonal store. All right, so so the Cataclysm is back. So with 1.5.0, we got the Season of Skulls. All right. And this is the synopsis for the Season of Skulls. Though this is the first time all of you are partaking in the Festival of Bastion, the Season of Skulls is a time-honored tradition. When darkness gathers across the land, the wayfaring peoples of Bastion kindle torches, braziers, and bonfires. That's not braziers, braziers. And bring back to light when pain... And bring back the light. When painful memories cling to us about those who fell before their time, memories of joy, friendship, and camaraderie arise to take their place. When despair tries to take us and we feel more than ever, we feel we feel more alone than ever, humanity comes together to <laughs> We've got a we've got a troll in chat, it's kinda of funny. Um What's he saying? Oh, you know, he's uh, first he's got like flagged for, you know, dropping the N word, which is pretty bad. So so this is like one thing. It's like, how do you ban someone? Let's see. Delete, ban, blunk. Oh, sorry. See you later. Ban from chat. Um, humanity comes together to cherish one another. It is time of darkness and terrors. Yes, but also a time of hope, remembrance, and light. The world around us isn't safe. That's never been more apparent than it is now. But it is in the face of that danger, the constant challenge around us, that humanity has been forged to be to be strong. And brave. The strength to fight and the bravery to stand back up when we fall. Though, 
though come at a cost. You've heard the stories, you've lived some of them yourselves. Few can say they haven't lost someone, but the season of skulls is a time to remember what they stood for. All right, so this is our first, I guess this is our first like seasonal event, like holiday events. A lot of other games, they'll do something during, you know, um, Christmas, they'll do something for the winter holiday, they'll do something for Valentine's Day, do something for the new year. This is our first seasonal event. I guess that's a holiday themed. Um, it's an in-game holiday. So, I mean, this this is kind of cool. Like, jumping into, the, into Fort Tarsus for the first time during Season of the Skulls, the fort has been changed up dramatically. They've got a lot of candles, they've got skulls everywhere, they've got skulls on all the... Um, Cypher statues, which seems kind of like a little insensitive for all those people. But, um, mm-hmm. like, how do you guys, how do, what do you guys think about the new decorations of Fort Tarsus? Is this something you're like, hey, this is super cool? Or is it like, oh, this is completely unnecessary? JD, what are your thoughts on the decoration of the fort? I actually really like the, uh, the decorations in the fort when I logged in the other day. I mean, it's, it, it's nice that it's not like just regular old skulls that they're like, creature skulls from bastion and such but i think my favorite part about it probably was the um the layer of fog that's just in like most parts of the fort um i wasn't expecting that um especially because like when you first log into the fort um like you don't see any of the skulls like right away like when you log in or at least i didn't so like when I saw the fog, I immediately knew like something was up. So I'm like, it had me immediately on guard and like looking at like everything like skeptically. So like you really notice the skulls because you get that whole thing of like, oh, snap to attention. Oh, okay, yeah, we see this. And I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, especially the little scavenger hunt that they have regarding that too. So. Yeah, so they added into the, into the game, there is a little bit of a scavenger hunt. First thing is you go around checking out the fort. There are a bunch. Uh, there are ten hidden glowing skulls scattered around the fort, which is kind of nice to go back and revisit a bunch of places that I haven't visited in a really long time in Fort Tarsus, just because there's no reason to. There hasn't been any chat opportunities. There's no dialogue for any of the main NPCs there. So this is one of the first times where it's like, oh, I have to go explore everything in the fort again. It's the first time I've been to the bar in a really long time. So. Yeah. And then, so as you pick up these little clues, they give you a clue to an area in free play that you can go, that you can explore, and you can find a shrine. So as a as a first outing for a small quest like this, I thought this was a really good introduction, a good test of what they can do in the future. Um, the puzzles were, were very simple. I mean, it wasn't hard to find most of these things unless, you know, there was a bug where they weren't showing some of the pictures for these so one of them for me was kind of hard to find because i was like flying all over um southern bastion to find this thing but i mean this is a nice little hey this isn't combat this isn't go out and you know grind for a couple hours killing things it was just you know hey go explore go find this thing and you get a reward tied to it Infinity Lion in the chat says that the fort's beautiful, love it, wish they changed the title screen to match it. And I, I wish they would have done a little something a little bit different also on the title screen, kind of like they did for the first Cataclysm with the crystals. It would have been pretty cool yeah. to add skulls and fog and some candles yeah. on that loading screen and change it up, even change up the music if, if they were able to. That would be a great idea um, for the future of the game. But back to the scavenger hunt, I mean, this this is the thing that actually got me more excited about season of skulls than anything so far 
a little treasure hunt to go out, search for things, and just go out and like, oh, I have a reason to go out to free play and and do that. Mike, did you have a similar experience with the treasure hunt? Is that something you've been able to complete yet? I haven't completed it yet. Uh, started it. Had a hard time really getting into the skulls. Um, and I don't know if it's if it's because we've taken kind of a break from the sh- out, out, from the show. I don't know. Um, I just had a hard time getting into it. It's cool. It's neat. I, I don't know if I want to say it's cool. Um, it's different. It's it's different. I'm not like sold on it yet. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of that. I'm kind of that lame guy at the party that's just like, eh. You, you know, are, you I, are I, the I, lame guy in the party. I, I think. I think I am. I'm not like. <laughs> I'm not like in love with it, but I don't hate it. It's, it's different, and and I don't want to use the word refreshing because, I mean, it's not like refreshing. This is gonna really invigorate me to, to get back into the game, um, no, like and, I was, you know. And, and so, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to articulate. But it's so it's definitely not like the the scavenger hunt definitely isn't the one thing that'll be like hey this will actually get me back to playing the game so i understand that sentiment um for me it's more of that that mystery and world builder that Mm -hmm. you know what they could do in the future i mean we, we look at other games for inspiration all the time and when you have a puzzle like this that is that is harder and harder to solve that requires more and more um, player power to to solve. Like you know, th- this would be something like if it was fleshed out to like four more levels of puzzle completion. That's when the Reddit gets involved. That's when you know the Discord people get involved. Hey, what did you find here? I found this over here. There's a marking over here. You get that community involved in solving a puzzle, and it brings the community together. People get excited that, hey, there's something going on over here in Anthem. Let's start paying attention more. And I think this is kind of like a little stepping stone to that inevitability to be like, all right, let's try and see if this works. Let's set up a little, you know, 10-step puzzle, because really it's 10 steps. You got to go collect 10 shrines, and then you get an award. And this could lead to bigger things than than just this. And I think that's what gets me more excited. Devin, something similar, you were able to complete this fairly quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I logged in, I, you know, saw this when I was just looking around, checking out all the fog, and I saw the first skull. And so I just kept looking around. It was fun, like you said, to look around and find them. And uh, so I was taking pictures of them because I, you know, saw that you had to go find something and so i took pictures fortunately for me none of mine had the errors so that's why it's really easy for me to find um the pictures basically showed you where it was right and that was fun for me it was like i know where that is but i don't know where that is like i've seen that so many times you know for some of them um but it was a lot of fun it was it was fun going around to it it was pretty simple um i like the rewards though they did a lot of good things with rewards the thing I didn't like, they did skulls also in the Cataclysm, and there's a, a, an objective to collect 10 of them. Um, but there's, I think, over 20 skulls in the Cataclysm. And um, so I was kind of bummed out about that, that there was there's so many of them, but at the same time, because if somebody picks one up, it disappears. Right. So, so only one person can collect it at a time. So if I pick it up, yeah, you're not able to collect yeah. it. I can't grab that same one. And um, you only have to collect 10. You can can be any 10 doesn't have to be in one session so you can collect three or four that you know of and then log back out 
play another one and go collect those same skulls again just to get the 10 skulls so you can complete the challenge. Um, I, I do like that they finally put in a challenge that has a specific level in Cataclysm. You know, I mean, although it is only defeating Vara in under two minutes on Grandmaster 1, so, but it's still at least an objective that, you know, you have to play it on a harder difficulty and can't just go through on easy and, and blow through the stuff. So. Yeah. And, and so as we talk about, I guess let's dive into, no, I want to talk about the free play stuff first, because in the, in this patch, like they really changed up a lot of the free play, adding a lot more activities to do in free play and their special bosses to take on in the free play. So in the first week there, if you completed three different th- free play activities, so there's the bonfire that you have to do. Then if you go down into the abyssal lock, there's a whole little, you know, you have to carry this torch on your back from shrine to shrine lighting the shrines and you can't fly you can't run while you're carrying the torch and you're moving through this very dark um there's tons of fog all over the place so you can't really see and it really gives this cool creepy ambiance um while you're going through the abyssal lock and i i think this i think it's really cool i really enjoy that part of the free play stuff i like going down there and carrying the torches it just looks really cool um and then once you do that you you beat a uh um you beat an ursix that's got a skull on its head because it's dressed up for halloween also so it looks really cool and then you get out of there and then you light the bonfire at the end of the you know you just have to keep that thing burning and then what uh devin what's the third the other one, play is one you have to you're doing the echoes you have to click the echoes and you're powering it and yeah, as the enemies come it it turns it off and so you have to keep turning it back on that's the one i didn't like uh because it was frustrating when because you could fail that one super easy if the other players weren't paying attention to the symbols. So basically you have to collect echoes. You start, um, start the event, put in so many echoes and it'll tell you at a certain point when it basically turns itself off and you have to go find these two symbols that'll appear. And there's, I think six or seven spots that have different symbols on them. And if somebody goes and touches it, it gives you an error. And if you get two errors, you fail. Right, and a, so and, a, and a lot of the symbols are very similar at first glance. So you kind of have to yeah. stop and be like, "Okay, is this it? Is this not it?" Um, so that one, that one is probably the least fun of the three. But once you complete three of these events in free play, it opens mm-hmm. up a conjunction that yeah. last week it would take you to a floating scar outpost. So the floating scar outpost. This is like I I did I didn't expect this. I went in, I jumped in, I was like, hey, there's an outpost that's floating in the sky that the scars built. Like there's these giant air balloons that are holding these things up in the air, and it's it's a really cool play area with something that's like seriously the the scar are flying because you know in my mind I'm like okay what would this do to the world of Bastion? You know scars just flying over top of Fort Tarsus and they just drop this giant base right on top of it destroying the base. So that's where my mind goes, right? So really cool play area. It's something different. You got to shut off some things and you got to collect some stuff like any video game. Um but at the end then you fight in the Scarry Luminary, which is cool. It's a cool battle and you you have to do that for one of the challenges. But like the, I want this free play, this um, this play space to be in free play, to be accessible yeah. after this event. I want to be able to go there when I want. I want there to be more narrative around it. To be like, all right, which luminary is building this? Why are they building it? Where is it in conjunction for for the fort? Like, I I want more narrative around these spaces. I want to be able to go back to the fort, talk to Faye, have a conversation about, hey, did you guys see what these scars are doing? 
crazy, right? Maybe we should stop that because that could seem really, really bad. So I think one of the things that I really want in the future of these events, I, I, and I think it's something that the game definitely needs is like, we, we have to have conversations with our NPCs back at the fort. Like it's been so long since any of them have mattered at all that it feels yeah. like, it feels like the fort is empty because there's no reason to talk to anybody there. And this would be, you know, a really cool reason to go back and talk to them, you know, go deliver goodies to Matthias or go deliver something to Yarrow, some season of the skull gift, you know, give them a skull hat that they has to wear around, you know, and that would be another cool way to tie in the cosmetics. Cause currently the cosmetics that are tied into the challenges, um, the challenges are way too long and grindy. Like it's ridiculous how grindy the challenges are. Like you have to kill over 6,000 things in the cataclysm. You have to run the cataclysm over 18 times. A lot of those challenges are in direct conflict with what the cataclysm actually is. Like cataclysm is you're supposed to beat it as quickly as possible, efficiently as possible. But then you have a challenge where I have to kill everything that I can. So it's either you and you can't go in by yourself. Um, so if you're going in with different groups that are in conflict with each other, one group is trying to complete the cataclysm. The other group is just trying to farm, you know, skulls, trying to farm ads. And it just creates this friction that shouldn't have to be there. Um, so I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most right now with the cataclysm. Other than like the presentation is great. You know, there's bugs that are, are kind of frustrating with the cataclysm itself, but there's other things in there that it's like you guys could take this to the next level and make this an event that, you know, knock it out of the park. We learned a lot and hopefully they'll learn a lot from this one. But I just talked a lot again. JD, what are your thoughts on the narrative and the lack of <laughs> being able to talk to the NPCs in the fort? I mean, I'm I was actually kind of disappointed when like I mean, so again, going back to that first time I log in to Season of Skulls, you know, I see the fog, uh, I look at the skulls and all that, and like I'm noticing all the things that have changed in the fort. So immediately, first thing I do is I, you know, I hit start and I look at the, you know, little map and, you know, see if there are any new conversation icons. And lo and behold, there's nada. And I was just, like, <laughs> I, I was, I was disappointed because again, like, you know, well, I mean, so you could technically talk to Herschel a little bit, uh, the the seasonal store guy, um, but that's it, um, to my knowledge. Um, I could be wrong on that. If I am wrong. Like, feel free to correct. No, I don't think that yeah, like anyone... he said his dialogue completely where I had to start over again. Like, I had never talked to him before, which was kind of strange. He does have some new voice I mean... lines, and he directly references the uh, theory that he was Owen. It makes fun that there's a voice doppelganger somewhere in the fort. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bioware was listening to to that chatter from, from all of us, so I guess that's kind of a cool little plug in there, but... Yeah, but you know, I, I was I was really looking forward to like maybe having like a couple of characters um, really chime in on um, like just season of skulls, but it comes back to like the same like the same problem that they ended up having with I think uh, who was it uh, Peter Dinklage in Destiny, where like they have all these big names in like the NPCs of the uh, the Anthem voice cast you know just around the fort. And the thing about them is that, like, I all of them 
are probably way too busy or way too difficult to schedule to just get them to come back and just do like a few lines for anything other than like a large expansion or a heavy narrative piece. And yeah. I think that's the same problem that Bungie ended up having with Peter Dinklage because he was so busy, you know, doing Game of Thrones and all that, that like they eventually just had to switch to a career voice actor like Nolan North, who was far more reliable and available uh, for something like that. So like, I like if they have to add like a whole new like I guess B team cast of NPCs to the fort that are more available to talk to on you know from uh, update well from seasonal update to seasonal update I'm all for it and then we can have these uh, these other NPCs resume life once they have the budget for it again but um, right now it, the fort feels pretty dead especially with like this big old like it's festivity celebration they're supposed to. The fort just feels like it has a slightly fresh coat of paint, um, and everybody else is just still pretty dead. So yeah, and it's a really cool coat of paint too. So we we got an email from Alaska in our chat. He sent over a very 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 long email. Um, Alaska's over <laughs> hanging out in the mixer chat with us right now, also. So um, I can make fun of him. Um, so he sent over a, an email wanting us to give our opinions and our thoughts on a couple of things. So first off, we'll start with you, Mike. Um, Alaska says, I wanted to get your feedback on these challenges, what you do like, what you don't like, and your targeted thoughts on so the creativity and variety of the challenges. And, it, and, and if you haven't done enough, if you don't feel like you can speak to them yet, you can say, I'm not ready to talk about all the challenges yet, and you can kick it over to, to someone else, Mike. I I guess maybe I haven't put too much thought into the challenges. New is fun, um, but I don't know. I, it was all right. I wasn't. I, I didn't hate them, but again, I'm not like like marrying them or anything. So, so, you, so you're lukewarm on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I think we kind of talked about the challenges. I thought it was good. Um, when I was trying to do them by myself, it was really frustrating because people. When you're not communicating and they're just messing around and it fails the event, that one was really frustrating for a while. And then the the first time I went up to the floating city, town, whatever you want to call it, area, um, you know, some of the things weren't super clear what you had to do, like at the very beginning of where some more of – you basically had to charge it up with, with gas cylinders, right? Right. Or containers. And so you had to collect them. And so like I was busy collecting them. So the other people were kind of just flying around doing whatever. And we failed the first part of it and instantly got kicked out of it because we didn't get it in the right amount of time. So some of them, I think the direction was a little bit better, but I also think, or it could have been better, but it, I think it, as I played out more, you know, you just have to search for that. So I'm just trying to figure out what their design focus was or their purpose was it, you know, okay, you're meant to fail the first couple of times while you figure it out because we don't want to hold your hand or, you know, I don't know. It was uh, how uh, balanced that was. So. And, and it does seem like a lot of the challenges that we've had recently are just very much all right. It's trial and error until you figure it out, which I guess is fine. I mean, that's where, you know, most content is designed that way. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess I the part that frustrates me the most about that is be is that there is actually a time gate and a completion yeah. gate on that activity. So it's fine if you fail it, you get kicked out and you can go back in, 
but because then you have to complete three new world events yeah, and then you all over again. and then you have to wait the time for it to spawn that can get very frustrating so <laughs> and I don't know exactly why they gated it this time. Like last time before it was, and maybe it's just because instead of you just waiting for 30 so minutes the for the thing yeah. to open up, it's like, well, here's something to do while you're waiting. So I can, I can kind of see that, but I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting, like, you know, how, how do I feel when I fail versus how do you feel when you get in and it's no big deal? Right. Cause you, you definitely don't want players to feel frustrated. They're like, Oh, I failed this because these other people didn't know what they were doing, and now I have to start this all over again. So I can see why that would be I, frustrating. I did have another bug in there. like So because it's floating in the air, there's spots where you can fall through the floor. Right. right? I don't know if you ever fell through the floor. I but never so, crash when I fly, Devin. Well, so you go up in there, and it logs you in, and I jumped forward, and I clipped onto something, and I fell through one of the holes. So like I, it was still loading, but then it went to a black screen. You know, so I barely got in. I jumped, fell through the hole, got a black screen. I was like, oh, crap. And then it spawned me again outside of the event on the ground. And I had like five seconds to get back into the, the entrance area. And so luckily I made it back in. But I was like, man, that would really suck if you're playing the event and you fall through, you know, and it, it spawns you out of the event. Right. So, <laughs> because there's nothing you can do. But so I was like, that only happened to me once, but. Um, you know, it's like, well, that kind of sucks. But. It kind of sucks, but what can you do? So the other questions Alaska had, we, we kind of answered as I ranted for a long time on these. But one thing that we also did get is we got new cosmetics that they added to the store. Um, and these are, these are Halloween themed cosmetics. So, so far we've see, we were offered the Colossus and we were offered the Interceptor, which are, which are really cool, um, cosmetics. It's interesting that, well, I guess it's not interesting. They put them into this, into the featured store so they can make money because they're a business and that's what they do. I would much rather have had them somewhere in the rewards for the actual event that we're playing, um, because right now we have the hoods and then we have an armor set at the end after you complete all the challenges, which is going to take a lot of time to do. Yeah. So, and I don't know how many people are actually going to complete that challenge all the way to the end, just because of the amount of grinding it will take. So I, I don't know, like what, what would you guys do differently with the cosmetic awards? I mean, we got the hoods from completing the, the um, scavenger hunt, but what, what, where would you guys put, the cosmetic rewards in relation to all these different challenges. I mean, do you split them up? Do you put one here, one there? Like what, what would be the best way to do it? Cause right now putting everything at the end of the big challenge seems like it's like, Oh, this is just, it kind of sucks. It's, it's a carrot on the end of the stick, but that carrot is so far out and not appeasing to me that I don't even know if I'm going to go complete yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, they're putting the stuff in the store, which is, which is all right, but I think they need to have more, um, like I really liked the hood and how accessible it was. You know, it took me less than I think two hours to complete the whole thing from start to finish, and um, so that was really nice. It was a good, easy, fun little. You know, let's go find these things again. Visit places you haven't been, and you get a, a reward. You know, a, a cosmetic, and then but the other one kind of the same thing where it's I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this, but. At the same time, all these other games are coming out, so I'm like, well, I probably it's 
that one reward is not enough to keep me to come back for the amount of time it's going to take to get that one reward. And so uh, in the future, I hope they put something <clears> in the middle, <throat> maybe something in the middle lane, you know, that you can actually, yes, I know you can technically earn uh, money in game to buy the stuff from the featured store, but I, I prefer it where you complete the challenges, maybe have a couple more tiers in between the difficult challenge reward and versus just the, the hood. So I think we've got the low end and the high end, but nothing in the middle where kind of a, an average, you know, couple hours player can, can get. So, yeah. And even if that's something like, I know, you know, world of Warcraft does their tiered armor where you can earn this set by doing this difficulty. Then you can earn this set by doing this difficulty and they're the same set, but you know, visually there are slight differences. There's either more spikes or there's more chains or they add more skulls to it. I mean, even if you're like, hey, if you do if you complete this if you get this amount of points in the cataclysm, if you get two million points, you're gonna get this piece of armor, right? And then if yeah. you do like three million points, you're gonna get this piece of armor. Like and however they split that up, because right now if they were split it up, we have four javelins, we have like what what's that? Um four cosmetic pieces per. So that's like math. Mm-hmm. And there's like sixteen different 16. sixteen different items you can put behind all these challenges instead of throwing them all at the end. You know, and and maybe for me it's like, well, I don't care to complete any of the Colossus challenges because I'm just not gonna get that stuff. So I can avoid those and I can focus on these challenges. I mean, it just gives you, I guess, more direction and more opportunity to play the way that you want to play and go for the things that you want to go for. And if you want to go for all of them, cool. You go for all of them. But if you just want to focus on that interceptor, it's like, hey, these are the challenges I need to do. I need to kill this many people in this place. That I need to use this weapon. you know, And, and maybe having more challenges than just kill this thing would make that a little bit more doable and enjoyable. Because there's a lot of different things they could do. You know, kill this many things with lightning. Kill this many things with frost. I don't know, you know, how it's coded in the game, if that would totally just break the game or whatever. But there's things they can do to make it a little bit more interesting than just kill this thing. Collect this thing. Run the Cataclysm 18 times. I mean, kill Vera with, you know, and... I guess I, I guess I have issues with just the the fact that these challenges are in direct conflict with a lot of other players running the cataclysm. If you log in and you go to you know kill Vera within two minutes, and people are going in to try and get five million points, those two things are not going to work together. So, yeah, yep. Th- things to consider, I guess. Yeah. But other than that, like you know what, the season of the skulls, the fort looks awesome. I'm excited for the new cosmetics that they put in. I'll probably just end up, you know, kicking Bioware a couple bucks and I'll just buy the Storm one when it comes out. Um, maybe, like, I, I just can't see myself getting excited to go back into the Cataclysm, though. Even though they did change a bunch yeah. of that stuff, it's just, it's really soon afterwards. And I don't know if I'm excited to do that yet. Like, the free play stuff, I'm all about. I'm really enjoying the free play stuff. I like the free play stuff. Um, there's a couple challenges tied to that. But, I mean, there's no carrot at the end of the stick if you just want to do the free play stuff, unfortunately. So. But well, and to get that armor set, you have to do all the free play stuff, too, because you have to kill the boss each week. So, right. and again, it's, I don't know if they're, if they're going to bring those bosses back, right? Because right now, the, the week two boss, you know, you can't kill the Luminary 
anymore, right? So it takes you to the two bucks. Yeah. So AJ had said because there's a bug right now that it once you like you you cannot complete three challenges and then go into the free play session. I mean, some people have, but then it bugs out on them. So people are not getting that challenge completed this week just because they're unable to do it due to a bug. Um, AJ said that it will come back towards the end of the towards the end of the event. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what towards the end of the event means. For some reason, it actually auto-completed for me, that um, killing the luminary. Like, I had it from the very beginning of the event, so I'm not too worried about it because I already got it somehow. Um, so I don't know. I mean, so, that's going to be the same problem every week, right? Because they take out the last week's enemy and you put in a new one. So if you don't play one or two of those weeks, you're not going to be able to get uh, that armor, even if you do everything else, because that's one of the challenges that you have to complete is to kill... All six of those bosses. That's correct. So I don't know. I don't so, know how they're going to handle that. I don't know what their plan is. Um, they haven't communicated that to us. Um, so I, I guess it's just like wait and find out to see what happens. Um, yeah. I mean, tomorrow we're going to get access to the new cosmetics. So look out for that for the ranger and for the storm. So that'll be cool. And which I mean, they also they told us ahead of time both. All the cosmetics and everything that are going to be in the stores. So, like we talked about, we we now know they can control that. Whereas before, it was like, well, maybe they don't control that for some weird reason, and it's just random. But they can obviously control it if they can tell us in advance what's going to be in there on both resets. Then you know they obviously have full control over what's in there. So yeah, I yeah which well, which kind of you know raises some questions for me still because there are still. Um, armor pieces that we are aware exist in Anthem that still have not been put in rotation yet. And I don't know if they're just like waiting to design uh, like like three more pieces or four more pieces that like go with the rest of the set or something or if they want to like make something comparable for all four javelins. But uh, like I'm still a little confused on that. Like why, especially all the weeks that we've had wraps um which still just feel like a waste of time so mm. yeah I'd, i don't know exactly what their what their plan is unfortunately with all that stuff um we we have seen that there's going to be some mass effect themed armor most likely coming out yes. on n7 day that's my guess that was scout in our discord like pointed that out and it's like oh yeah that makes real sense that they would come out on on n7 I, day so i i had almost forgotten about that and uh, I watched the video for the week. Hey, I, I I've been up to a lot of stuff lately, but I was I, I watched that video uh, from from William your anthem, and I saw the pictures. And I think the only one that looks a little suspect is uh, the storm because uh, an Asari that looks male does not quite work. Uh, <laughs> but everything else, oh man, are there no male uh, Asari? There aren't. There are. There are mono. Uh, there are mono gendered species. I had no so idea. They, yeah, they use radiation to like mix up their chromosomes, make a new one. I so. like it. I do it work. Devin, yeah. don't careful on your chromosomes, Devin. Do not point <laughs> the iridium core at your body. Anyway, so I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see how this develops. I'm excited to see how it rolls out. I hope they fix the bugs that are happening right now with the free play stuff. Um, I'm interested to see Mike, JD, um, Devin, if you guys are going to go for that armor set, if it, if something is about this event is going to grab you and say, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in playing this right now. I'm interested, 
interested to see what happens there. Um, I'm trying to find my desire to do this um, because I would I would like to get the armor set, but I'm also okay if I don't. Um, yeah. Alaska is encouraging me in the chat to do it. I think he just wants someone to go in with him so that he could do it, so <laughs> he doesn't keep getting messed up by randos. Um, so I might jump in and do that. But I think, guys, until next week, um, we'll sign off for here for episode 107 <laughs> till two weeks ago. Till two weeks for a fortnight. We'll sign off for episode 107. This has been the Freelancer Codex podcast talking about season of the skulls. I'm excited to see where they go from this. The winter event, um, I'm guessing, is supposed to happen before the end of the year. It'll be interesting to see if it is another cataclysm. I'm going to guess I'm hopeful yes. Hopeful that it's not. I'm hopeful. I mean, yeah. if it is, they have to change it a lot because you know people are already tired of doing the same events over with just reskins. So. I I think that I think the team is listening to feedback. I think they're taking all of this into consideration when we say that hey, we like this, we don't like this because they they have a vested interest in people playing their game and enjoying their game. So, in order for that to happen, they need to listen to the wider community. I'm not saying that we're the only people that they have to listen to, but I'm saying we're the best people that they should listen to. So, until next time <laughs> freelancers, this has been the Freelancer Codex podcast. Um, go check us out on Patreon if you want to support us. Go check out our new podcast over at shutupandrespawn.com. And until next time, there's a skull on the horizon, and we will see you on the other side. Peace. Later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at jdthejokedealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. Ooh.